Amen. Let's open our Bibles in the book of Genesis. The book of Genesis, chapter 25. We are going to read verses 29 to 34. Genesis 25, verse 29 to 34. There was a duke named uh, Reynald III in the 14th century, and Reynald had a, a fight with his brother. They were uh, struggling for the power of the city, and his brother named Edward managed to take over, control over the city, and decide not to kill his brother. Instead, he decided to build a room around him and promised him that if he was managed or that he managed to escape, he will recover his property and his kingdom. The issue with Reynald is that he was not like us. There was no gates, there was no doors, and there was really nothing impeding him to come out. It was basically an open door, narrow than usually, windows narrower than usually. The issue is that he was obese, oversized. He was a double stacker. So he, he had some pounds on him. And he couldn't get out because of it. Now his brother knew him. He said, in his mind he knew him and he, he, he asked uh, the people from the kingdom... The, uh, the cookers, the, the people from the kitchen, take them, his favorite food, every day. He was able to escape if he lose weight, but because he couldn't say no to eating, he gained more weight instead of, lose, instead of losing weight. And he spent 10 years prisoner because of his appetite. People will usually come to Edward and tell him, why are you doing this? And he said, I'm not doing anything. He can, get, he can come out anytime he wants. He's not doing it because he doesn't want to stop eating. He was a prisoner of what he was feeding himself. The truth is that it, our appetite will detect our life, how we end up in our life, or how we uh, go about our life. We can become independent from God, independent from God, I'm sorry, when we eat of the devil's pot. How many know that the devil is cooking something specifically for you and I? If there's a best restaurant in earth, it's the devil's, because he's always cooking specifically for you, for you and I. He knows what we want, he knows what we desire, and he's cooking something for you and I. And today we're going to speak of a man who ate of this pot. He couldn't say no to his flesh and his appetite. And his life ended up different in curse instead of blessing. Let's speak about Esau in the verse, verse number 30. And it says, Esau said to Jacob, let me eat some of that bread stew for our Mexicans. Uh, maybe it was pozole. He said, let me eat some of that pozole. I am exhausted. The Bible says that his name was called Edom. I want you to keep in mind this word, Edom. It means, it means red 
for us will be beaners, right? He ate beans, so he became a beaner. And J Jacob said, sell me your birthright. For those that don't know who, what is a birthright, it's basically the blessing that came upon the firstborn. And he said, sell me your blessing now. Esau said, I am about to die, but what use is a birthright to me? Jacob said, swear to me now. So he swore to him and sold his birthright to Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau some bread and beans too, or lentils too. And he ate and drank and rose and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. Let's pray this evening. God, I come before you, God. I ask you, God, that you will speed, God, this evening, God. In every heart, God, in every mind, God, that you will reveal, God, the desires that are stopping us, God, from the blessing, God, from the promise, God, and destiny that you have for us, God. I come, God, not in my own ability, God, but trusting in your spirit, God, your Holy Spirit, your word, God, that you will set some of us free, God, in this place, God, that you will lead us, God, to promised land and destiny, God, through your word. In Jesus Christ's name we pray, and the people of God says, Amen and amen. Let's talk about the enticing path. How I many know that we have a need? As humans, we have a need. Uh, we, we have the need of feeling loved, feeling uh, appreciated, feeling some uh, type of fulfillment in our lives. There's a reason why we get up every day and go to work. There's a reason why we should go to school, right? Because one day we want to be able to provide in our family. Because one day we want to be able to have a title and say, I did this. I'm an, I'm an engineer. I'm, I'm a doctor, dentist. I'm whatever title you want to put it. I did this. Why so many people spend their life day after day, week after week, trying to get knowledge? It's because they want to be satisfied in their life or have some type of success. There's a need in every single area of our lives. We work because we need money. We need money because we need to pay our rents. We need to pay our bills. We need to pay Uncle Sam. It's income tax season. Some people get money. Others need to pay. There's needs. And we need to fulfill them, however the case be. And the devil knows this. Why he's cooking why he's preparing something for you and I, because he knows that we are in it and that there's something that we want or desire. There's something in our minds right now we're thinking about, if I can get the next iPhone, if I can get a cart, I need a cart. I need a bicycle. I need new shoes. Some of the teenagers are saying, I need the new pandas. Air Force Ones. That was in my time, Air Force Ones. Nike Cortez, amen. You might not know that, but that's 2000 and late. But there's needs that we want. There's needs that we desire. And the devil is cooking something specifically for you and I. How many remember when your mama will cook for you? Your best uh, dish, the, the best dish that you wanted. For some of us, it's pozole. For some of us, it's uh Tortas, tacos, 
la hazaña. Even as I'm speaking, you are remembering the aroma of that dish. Amen. Some of you might go to Casa de Leon later on trying to get the dish that your mama cooked for you. But the thing is that the devil knows this. He's cooking something specifically for you. And so he did for Esau. Remember Adam and Eve. They didn't have any needs. They had everything they wanted and anything that they needed in the garden of Eden. But the devil said, you can be like God. If you eat of that, you can be like God. And that's the first lie of why we end up eating of the pot. That's the first lie or the first reason or why we end up falling for what the devil is cooking for you and I. Because he's telling you, you need to be like that. You need to eat of this. If you can just take a peek to this picture, this video, you will be satisfied. Esau was hungry, was starving. He was saying, I'm going to die if you don't give me pozole. You don't give me some of these red beans. If you're from Luciana, red beans sounds good to you. Or you've been to Popeyes, at least. Red beans are good. They taste good. And this is what Israel was saying. Give me some of those red beans, and I will give you my blessing. That's the light that the devil is trying to put in your mind and your heart. That if you take what he's going to cook for you, you will be alive. That you won't die. There's a reason why people are peer pressure. Why they fall and while they end up making bad choices in life. Because people are saying, there's a voice saying in their lives. If you don't do this, you're not going to be like the rest of us. You are going to miss out. Why teenagers end up losing their virginity at early times is because of what they hear from others. You're not cool, you don't do that. You're not cool, you're not watching pornography. You're not one of us. You're not kissing everyone in the room. I remember when I used to go to school, my, uh, if I can say, uh, the, the guys that I went to school with, I had classes with, they usually talk about the new shows that came out. And they would speak about it. Man, did you see what happened in Dr. Phil's show? And I was missing out because I didn't know what Dr. Phil was. And neither did I understood what they were saying back in the days. But time after time, people are going to come with you or to you and telling you, man, you're missing out on what happened in the new episode of the telenovela, or what's going on if you don't take this drug or this drink. And that's the feeling that the devil wants to let you know, that you are missing out, that if you don't do the things that everyone else is doing, you will die. This is how Esau felt. He said, I'm going to die. If I don't take up this path, I'm going to die. How many know that temptation has a good aroma, a good smell to you, to us, to our flesh? 
I was mentioning that when he was walking towards his brother, the first thing that came to him was the smell of the, of the pot, or what he was cooking, of the red beans. I can assure you that tomorrow morning, when you go to work, there's going to be temptation, and it's going to smell good to you. It's going to be uh, some type of, uh, there's going to be a desire for it, because that's how temptation works. The devil knows what you and I want. The devil knows that we are broke. He will put you an easy way to get that money. The devil knows that we cannot control ourselves at times. And he will put you a friend trying to share some of that wheat, some of that uh, drink. He's going to tell you, your problems are going to go away if you take this. How I many know that Esau was not going to die? If you fast before, we feel like that at times. It's barely 10 in the morning and we're feeling like we're dying. I need to eat. I'm dying. But reality is that we are not going to eat. The devil knows that. But he's putting that in our minds, in our hearts. Take it or you're going to die. Take it or you're not going to be like God. He said that to Adam and Eve. He's exploiting our flesh desires because he knows that we fall to it one time. After that, he don't have to do anything else. He will just leave the leftovers and we will keep eating of it. The Bible says that we are like a dog. We come back to our own, own vomit. As soon as the devil cooks for us, we taste of it, we will go after it. Vomit that. And come back after it. He don't have to do anything else. For some of us, he's not doing anything. We end up eating of it anyways. How many times have we been to a restaurant and we eat or we order a plate? And sometimes we, we can tell when that's from last week or from the day before. It's not fresh. And sometimes we can say, hey, take this back. This is not fresh. This is not Southway. It's not fresh. But the devil is doing that to us every time. He's giving us the leftovers. He's giving us what, we, what he cooked for us two weeks ago, two days ago. And yet, we're still far for it. We're still eating of it. We're still consuming it. Because there is fear that we don't take this, we are going to miss out. That's the main reason why we end up eating on this part. That's the main reason of why people cannot say no to temptation. Because once we try it, we are hooked to it. Once we taste it, we cannot say no to it eventually. Even if it's nasty, we'll keep eating it. How many broke their fast and raised your hand with something that tasted nasty? At the time of fasting, it looked desirable. It looked like it was a good idea. Once you tried it, you realized that it wasn't worth it. And now you're feeling guilty because you knew or now you know that that wasn't worth it. 
In your mind, you're saying, man, I should keep fasting. This is not even worth it. Hey, Maruchan is not feeling me. That's what the devil is doing to you and I. He's cooking for us and telling us, try it. This is the best thing that you are going to have once we have it. We are hooked to it, and now we're feeling guilty because of it. Esau's soul, his blessing, and there was not even meat in this plate. It was just red beans with stew, with caldo, just water and beans. No meat, no chicken, no steak, just beans and water. Yet he saw his blessing. Time after time, people are doing the same thing. You can say, I will never do that to God. I will never give out my blessing. But yet, the first moment that someone, a woman, a girl, a boy, a guy, says hello to you, your leg starts trembling. You can say no. We start saying, this might be God. Oh, Lord, is this your will? If I don't have this, I'm going to die, God. And end up saying no to God's blessing and yes to the path of the devil. We are ready to risk it all. There's a term that the kids are using now. This, when, when someone is risking it all, oh, she's ready to risk it all for that guy. He's ready to risk it all for that girl. That's we. We are risking everything for what the devil is cooking for us. We're not, we don't think about it. We don't think twice about it. We might say, God, I will do anything for you. God, if you tell me to do whatever you tell me to do, I will do, God. Monday in the morning, we don't want to pray. We say yes to the pillow and not to God. We say yes to temptation and not to God. We know that this is coming, well, even when we already know that the devil is cooking for us, we still eat of it. And you know why? Because he knows that at one point or another, we are going to feel weak. We are going to be stressed, distressed, oppressed. And there's where he's going to be. Hey, here, I brought you some pozole. Eat it. This is what your mama used to cook for you. Eat it. This is your, your uh, favorite dish. It's from last month, but you can eat it. It's good. And we fall for it. That's when we start making wrong choices in life. Because we cannot wait on God. We cannot wait on God's response. How many times we needed something and God didn't respond? How many times you ask God for an answer and he stayed quiet? The first response that you get, you say, that's got to be God. This job that is going to take me away from uh, service has to be God. I pray and, and he's answering right now. You know that when you talk to God, not just God is listening, the devil is listening as well. He's listening to your desires. 
He's listening to what you need. And there's when he starts cooking for you. I got the dish for you. This is what you need. You don't need to contend in marriage. There's this lady that I cook for you. There's this man that I cook for you. You don't need to live in holiness. Just take a peek. That's what happened to King David. First of all, he wasn't supposed to be in the kingdom. But because he stayed a Saturday morning, instead of going to outreach, he fought for it. Just one peek. Five seconds. We take the rule of five seconds. It's five seconds. Nothing can happen. Yet, once we try it, we fall for it. And from there, the devil don't have to even make an effort. We will go up to him time after time because we fall to his temptation. The Bible says that Esau, one time, he ate of these red beans, and that was it. He lost it all. He lost his blessing. He lost the destiny that God had for him. Later on in the Bible, in Hebrews, God is calling Esau a sexual, immoral, and unholy because he denied his blessing and ate of these red beans. You can say that's not even that bad. He didn't, he didn't kill anyone. He didn't uh, demand to kill people. Or rob anyone, but yet he say no to his blessing. You can say, I will sing right now and repent later. But just think about this. When you are saying no to God's blessing, you're becoming unholy like Esau became unholy. That's the only one time that God saying, Esau is an unholy, sexual, immoral. That goes two and two. It goes together. Sexual immorality, immorality, immorality goes together with saying no to God's blessing. The question is, are you saying no to God? Why are we falling? Why are we end up in the same place, with the same sin, the same temptation, time after time? And the answer we can find it is 2 Corinthians 5, 7. Because we are walking by sight and not by faith. Instead of feeding from God's spirit, instead of feeding, eating from God's word, we end up eating of what the devil is cooking for you and I. We got to learn to say no to the devil's path. We got to learn to deny ourselves and pick up our cross. Do you value God's word? Do you value what God's trying to do in your life? This man became unholy because he despised what God was doing for him. Maybe you raised or were raised in church. You never saw really what it's outside. Can you say, can you, can and, and, and the thing is that if you never have it by life, you never saw the problems of sin like it is, it's easy for us to say, 
no to that. It's easy for us to say, I will repent later. It's easy for us to say, I will serve God when I'm 70 or I'm 20 or 40 years old. Because you have your good life without having to suffer. This is Esau, the firstborn. He was born in the blessing and he didn't have to work hard for it. And God says, this is an unholy man because he denied the blessing that I have for him. When you say no to God, when you say, God, I'm sorry, I know you're good, I know you're God, but I want to go to the devil's restaurant. I want to eat from it. I want to try what this means. I want to try what people are saying that is good. And when you say no to him, God is saying, just like you despise me, I will despise you. Keep in mind that in the Bible says, people will go to God and say, Lord, Lord, I cast out demons in your name. I preach in your name. And he's going to say, depart from me, for I never knew you. These are not sinners. These are people that knew God. These are people that did things for God. And God is going to say, no, depart from me. Because you despise me, I will despise you as well. There is a blessing and promise upon our lives. But when we keep eating out of our own will of what the devil is cooking for us, we are not just eating of the, we're not just sinning, but we are saying, God, what you are giving me, what you are giving me is not enough. What you have for me, God, is not filling me. What you have for me is not what I want. And that's where we lose our dominion because of our, because of our uh, appetite. It's not just about eating, it's, just about, it's not just about acting or the things that we do, but the things that we choose to hear. Pastor was preaching in the morning. The reports that we accept in our lives will dictate our destiny and promise. The devil is feeding you ideas. The devil is cooking for you. How many know that if there's someone that is not racist, it's the devil? He cooks for everyone and anyone, and he's really, really inclusive to everyone. Love everyone, accept anyone. He's inclusive because he knows that if you try out his dish, you will be hooked to it and never go back. He's creating ideas and feeding you ideas. In your ministry, in your marriage. Hey, you tried it? It's not for you. Go for the next one. The devil starts telling you these ideas, putting it in your hearts and minds. Hey, it's just like a cart. Test drive it, and you, you don't like it. Go for another cart. That's what he's putting in our minds. That that's marriage. If it doesn't work for us, then go and get another one. If you're not getting what you are looking for, a relationship from a relationship, man, woman, then go and try something else. That's what it's saying to people nowadays. Sexually immoral people. 
They're trying new things and end up being in wrong places or workplaces because of it. I used to have a friend uh, that, that he was my neighbor. We used to live in the same uh, apartments since I was 15, 16 years old. And we grew up together. Uh, I went to Seattle, to Washington, and he lived there as well. He was uh, really promiscuous. He will end up with any woman, any teenager. He didn't care the ages and will just let loose his desires. I remember that one time we came back to Houston and we ended up in the wrong places at bad times. And I remember seeing this same guy that he said that he loved any woman kissing a homosexual man. Your desires will take you to wrong places. When you can say no to your desire, will take you to the worst places in life. The devil is cooking for you. But when you cannot say, I won't take this, it's going to take you to a worse place that you never think or expected to be in. This is Jacob. I believe that his father was raising him to be a hunter, to be a man, to grow the land, to work the land, and end up losing his blessing because he couldn't say no to the devil. Is that you tonight? We have destiny. We have purpose. Is your desi- are, you des- are your desires keeping you away from God's blessing? From your destiny? I used to think that uh, many times when I, when I make mistakes, like we all did, I used to think that if I didn't make a mistake, where would I be in God's kingdom? That question goes for us. Where would we be if we won't make those mistakes? Where would we be if we just decided to obey God since the beginning? The Bible says that some of us shouldn't be teachers already. Some of us shouldn't be uh, showing other people. Or instead of that, we're still eating from, from uh, uh, la, la, la Pacha, from, from, uh, from uh, the baby bottle. We're still feeding from it because we're still eating of the devil's pot. The devil knows this. He knows that if he can take us or he can make us think that if we don't take of this, that we missed out, then that will stop our growth. That will stop what we're doing as a church. He doesn't have to make you stop believing in God. He just will give you an idea and you will run with it. He's time after time telling us, why trying? Why outreaching? Why street preaching? It doesn't work. Where is your God? He's feeding us that idea. Houston is a dead man land. Houston is not fruitful. And many times we end up in the same place, feeling that we should be in Lima, Peru. That we should be 
in Prescott. Because over there, people get saved. And that idea is the devil's meal giving us to us as a church. You will never be past 100 people. You will never go past 70 people. You will never have more than three churches at a time. He's feeding us the meal that our flesh desires. And we are still eating of it. For some of us, is you will never get out of Spring Branch. For some of us, is you will never get married. Some other people might think I will never be happy. Because that's the meal that the devil is feeding you. It doesn't matter who you get married with. It doesn't matter what church you go to. You will never be free. Can I tell you the truth? Just like Jacob, God can change your name. Jacob was not to be blessed. But because he valued God's blessing more than Esau, he got it. He had mistakes. He was a bad person. He was a cheater. Yet God said, Jacob, you are valuing my blessing instead of Esau. I will change your name. Where you put your value. It's God's will valuable for you. It's worth it for you. When you put the value in God's will, your life will change. Yet you will never happy. Yet you will never satisfied. God can change that with one word. It doesn't matter what people say. People knew that he was a cheater. That he uh, betrayed his brother. That he, he uh, lied to his father. Saying that it was his brother Esau. And stole his blessing. Yet God said. I'm going to change your name to Israel. Because you are valuing my blessing. Is that us tonight? Are you Esau in this evening? Are you valuing what the devil is feeding you? Or are you Jacob? Is God's blessing valuable for you? And if it's so, what are you doing to get it? The devil said, the, the, the word says, submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. If you put your feet on God's word, the devil can't touch you. The devil cannot make you eat it. How many times when you try to feed your kids, they, they don't want to eat? There's times that you desire to just open their mouths and put their food in their, in their mouths. The devil cannot do that. Because if you stand on God's word, he cannot do that. Is God's will valuable for you? And if so, we have an opportunity tonight. Perhaps that wasn't the case before this night. But we can change that. We can become like Jacob. We can be blessed again. We can be more than conquerors. We can be victorious tonight. Because our God is victorious. Because he already overcame temptation. And we can too. But the choice is in your sight. 
The choice is yours. Do you want to be like Esau or do you want to be like Jacob? We must feed ourselves with spiritual things to gain independency from our flesh and from the devil's path. With that said, I want every head bow, every eye closed. Just a simple sermon about the desires and where can it take us. And the reality is that there's one desire that we must have. An opportunity that God created when Jesus Christ came to earth. That desire mainly has been seen because we, by nature, are sinners. And that's the, the, the very reason why we are separate from God. That's the very reason that we are not with God. Because sin takes us away from God. But God sent his son, Jesus Christ, so that can change. And this morning, this evening, you are here. Can you be honest with God? You are not right. Your heart is not right with God. And you would like to change that with a recent hand. Can you say, that's me? I'm a sinner. My heart is not right. My life is not pleasing to God. I want to give my life to Christ. With that hand reason, I see that hand. Anyone else? God is not looking for perfect people. He's looking for honest people. We all fall short of God's grace. But what Jesus did in the cross can change that. His grace and mercy is for you. You can be honest with yourself and God. Your life is not right. Your heart is not right. With a recent hand, would you like to change that? Would you like to give your life to Christ? With a recent hand. Esau, he ate of the devil's lies, of sin, of temptation, and his life changed forever. Perhaps you at one point were serving God, you are at one point were going after God's blessing, but the lights of the devil, life itself, problems, circumstances, took you away from God's house, and you are now running from him. And you would like to come back to the Father's house. You would like to reconciliate with God. With a recent hand, can you say that is me? I've not been doing things right. I've not been in God's house. I'm not seeking God's will. With a recent hand, I see that hand. Someone else. There's desires. There's things that you are feeding from. And are taking you away from God. You rose your hand. I want you to do one more thing. Every head bow, every eye closed. Just come forward. Someone will lead you in a prayer. And I want to speak to Christians. We can be in the house of the Lord. We can be serving God. We might know about salvation. We might have knowledge of what God and Jesus did in the cross. Yet, there's desires that are building up in our heart that are taking us away from God. Even if you're not committing sin, when things are filling your heart, when things, ideas, words, desires are filling your mind, 
are taking, are taking you away from God. Jesus said, it doesn't matter if you don't physically do it, but it's facing your heart. You see a woman with the wrong view, with lust, you are committing idolatry. I mean, uh, you are committing you are committing sexual immorality in your heart. Jesus is saying it doesn't matter you're not acting up on it. If you are having it in your heart. If you have resentment towards your brother, your sister, it's like murdering them physically. You are not feeding from it physically or the idea is there in your heart. The desire is there in your mind. Can I tell you that God wants to take away those desires. God wants to change that. Value God's will. Value God's kingdom. And those desires will go away. Because if you resist the devil, he will flee. I want to open the altar. Let's make business with God. Let's speak to God. Let's bring those desires to his feet and he will change that. As we do that and as we pray, we're going to sing this song.